Buffalo Wild Wings has specials on food from 3 to 6, Monday through Friday, and great deals on drinks all day. It's the perfect way to offset a long day. Text that hilarious joke about your boss to your boss. What? No, no. Try a $3 Wild Herd by Goose Island. Set your morning alarm for 6 p.m. That calls for $5 strawberry margaritas. So if you ask your phone why you're still single and... Ha, ha, ha. Seriously? Head to Buffalo Wild Wings. At participating locations, taxes and fees apply. Dine-in only. Drink responsibly. Offers vary by location. Void where prohibited. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All hit Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on our vast and growing broadcast affiliate network across Canada, the United States, Central America, South America, the Caribbean, the Pacific Rim, 21 Asian countries, and across Europe. If you'd like to give us a call, our toll-free number is one 877 Now, that's toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii at one 877 8255. My email address is xzone at talkstarradio.com. On MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail.com. And our two websites, www.xzoneradio.com and www.xzonetv.com, where you can watch, listen, and chat with the coolest radio audience anywhere on this planet or any other planet, come to think of it. Our guest this hour... Colleen Dietzman and um, Paul Bowersock. We're going to be talking about seeing in the dark. Claim your own shamanic power now and in the coming age. You know, the word shaman means one who sees in the dark, Exonation. Now, shamans consciously choose to live in two different worlds at the very same time. They have one foot here in the everyday world and one foot in the world of spirits. The fact is... We all live in these two different worlds, but are not usually aware of the other, less visible one. The world does not exist in in some other place, but right beside us, just outside of our perception. In times when stress, tension, and fast pace of life overwhelm us, this path shows us how to slow down, reconnect to the sacred, and harness our personal power skills that will be needed for certain days ahead. Included in Sing in the Dark, which is published by Weezer Books, by the way, and will be available in May of this year, are over 100 easy-to-follow exercises to teach important survival skills for the coming changes of 2012 and beyond. The powerful shamanic path has weathered the cataclysmic changes of over 50,000 years of human history, and is even more vital and relevant today. 
in seeing in seeing in the dark Colleen Dietzman and Paul Bauer socks present the wisdom tradition and the shamanic way of life in a clear and concise way making shamanism accessible and practical without taking away any of its mysticism now Colleen is a licensed professional counselor social worker a Reiki master, certified clinical hypnotherapist, certified alternative healing consultant, a shamanic practitioner. She has been exploring health and wellness, self-healing, personal growth, and spiritual development for over 25 years. Paul Bowersox holds a degree in engineering and is a shamanic teacher and practitioner, a writing coach, an editor, a contributing editor for a number of publications. When I come back from this two-minute commercial break, Exonation. Joining me here in the Exxon to answer your questions will be Colleen Dietzman and Paul Bowersox. The name of their book is Seeing in the Dark, Claim Your Own Shamanic Power Now and in the Coming Age. If you'd like to give us a call, join the conversation, ask any questions, one 528 8255 Now that is toll free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. one 528 now, if you're using your phone line and you just don't want to lose the connection, it's very simple. Send me an email, exxon at talkstarradio.com. Or you can always send an MSN message to us. My MSN address is talkstarradio at hotmail.com. I'll be back in two minutes. We're going to be talking to Colleen Dietzman and Paul Bowersox when I come back here on the Exxon, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling... 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. It's the summer weather that's getting to me. It's uh, It was 56 degrees outside here in Hamilton this afternoon. We're looking at a high of uh, 64 tomorrow, so 
Summer's in the air, and whenever you start feeling this warm, beautiful weather outside, you know, the sun is shining, you just have to get into the summer songs because it kind of gets you ready for the mood, doesn't it, gang? Seeing in the Dark is the book we're talking about this hour. Joining us now are Colleen Dietzman and Paul Bowersock. And uh, Colleen and Paul, welcome to the X-Zone. Hello, Rob. Thank you, Rob. Hey, congratulations on a super book, guys. I, uh, I've had the pleasure of reading it, thanks to the good people at uh, Red Wheel Weezer. They sent me a copy. Uh, a lot of hard work, but it's a, a book that I find very simple to read. Uh, it's not as... Um, it's the kind of book you pick up and you just want to keep on reading it. That's good to hear. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you know, you've, you've done a wonderful job here. But for our listeners, maybe you can answer a very simple question. What is shamanism? Well, um, let me start here and then Paul can jump in. Um, a lot of people think that shamanism is a, a religion or um, a maybe like past enlightenment kind of thing. And really what shamanism is is a way of living that's actually been around for well over 50,000 years. And so it's really a way of, of doing, being, seeing, and, and thinking about things as they are in, in a very practical way. So, you know, we talk about energy and spirits and spirit worlds and things like that, but it's, it's applying that very practically to our everyday life, no matter who we are or what we're doing. Paul, you want to jump in there? Yeah, it's a practical uh, application of everything that a human being has at his or her disposal. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, I mean, we, we can get uh, caught a lot of times but not paying attention. And what shamans do is they can see and observe and pay attention and then uh, see, uh, in doing that, they can see how things work. So really, shamanism is about uh, looking at what really is and then seeing how things really are and how things really work. I think the introduction to your book sets up the um, sets up the scene for the entire book and what you expect people to, to get out of it. For example, the world is changing. Environmentally, we are seeing an increase in the frequency and magnitude of storms. Earthquakes are prevalent and devastating worldwide. The ice caps are melting. Ocean levels are rising and more uh, arable land each year either disappears or becomes barren. Sociologically and culturally, we are seeing an increase in extremes and a shrinking of the middle. Wealth is concentrating in the hands of the very few, and poverty is increasing among the masses. We are experiencing a social divide and opportunity which further uh, stratifies the division between the haves and the have-nots. Now, in the intro, I talked about the coming age. What is the coming age, uh, Colleen? Well, um, actually, the coming age is upon us already. Uh, a lot of people are not actually aware of that. Um, some people are. Some people feel the shifts and the changes. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are, um, are realizing that they can no longer live the way they were before or think about things the way they did before. Um, uh, talking about the aura, the energy field, chakras, and things like that is now mainstream. Um, there are television shows and movies now about addressing these worlds that are um, right here with us that most people don't perceive. 
Um, and so the shifting is already happening. Now, there are some different theories and different groups, depending on who you speak to, about the different prophecies and, and things about the, the coming age of the 2012 um, prophecies and things like that. But I think what, what Paul and I have really focused on here is, is getting those, the tools in place right now, because right now a lot of people are having a lot of crisis and issues. Um, I mean, look at the economy right now. The, 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 we're really in a big mm-hmm. shift right now already. Now, you, you talked about the prophecy of, the, of 2012. Which prophecies are these? Paul, you want to go with this one? Well, I mean, uh, most of the, the references to that are the, the Mayan, the end of the Mayan calendar. But, but I, you know, I can't find any, any reference to a prophecy when I, when I research that entire topic. All, all I find is, you know, it's the, it's the end of an age. It doesn't give a specific prophecy, though. And I'm in agreement with that. Yeah. I mean, it is the, the it is the end of an age, um, and and for my perspective, I think that the that the age began to end back when we saw the big cultural shift. Yeah. Back in the '60s and early '70s. I agree with you 100. percent I, I think the hippies had the right idea, except uh-huh. the world wasn't ready yet. Yeah. They weren't ready yet, and and you know the the hippies helped develop the language that we needed to use That's right. uh, to address this. And fortunately, science has come along behind that with a lot of the quantum mechanics and, mm-hmm. and uh, high-level physics, and everything seems to be coming together. It's blending. You know, we, we look at looking in the past sometimes serves humanity so well. Mind you, there are times when we don't learn from what has happened in the past, but that's another story for another show. <laughs> right. When we look at what happened in the 60s, it seems that, well, I, I look at the, the culture going back to the 60s as the Rosetta Stone for the future, where we can actually look back and say, okay, so that's what they meant. Well, if they meant that then, and if we put it into today's terms, ah, I see where we can go with this tomorrow. I've always looked at that as, as them being scouts. Mm-hmm. They're the, the people going ahead and getting things started, getting things rolling, yep. getting the energy moving. There was there was a lot of good that came out of the 60s, I mean, besides the fantastic music, but a lot of mind-opening uh, probabilities, possibilities, hypotheses. So much has come out of the 60s, and where does, you know, if we look at the 60s, why can't we go back and look at what we're talking about tonight? Shaman, uh, shamanic power, because that's been around for so long. Uh, again, yeah, it, it has been. <clears throat> and a lot of uh, what we're looking at, though, is, is the flower of uh, a global media mm-hmm. and almost universal access to information. And, uh, and then you put the, the ancient wisdom, which we now, really for the first time in history, have easy access to through the internet uh you know and then the 60s i mean they they went in after it kind of with with a a a series of blunt instruments but Mm -hmm. you know they they were trying to to figure things out see where the envelope was you know and i think that uh the peace movement was also a, a a the starting point in the right direction now does everyone have shamanic power and if so how can we claim it 
Yes, everyone does. Um, it, it's a matter of just um, honing the skills, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some ways that we talk about in the book, some, some very simple kinds of things on um, what we call bare awareness. And, and that is being able to just really kind of drop down um, into yourself, into your inner shaman, your inner healer, your inner wisdom. And, and the, the steps for doing that are our intention. Of course, you have, have to have an intention to do so. And then focus, be able to focus your mind and, and, um, and the energies to be able to do so. You have to release some expectations, things of the past, things like that. And allow, you have to allow your own soul to speak, spirit to move through you. And you have to accept what comes. Oftentimes we kind of shun what comes because we um, want it to be a certain outcome or a certain way rather than releasing that and just accepting. Um, so so that's, that's one of the ways that we can and do that is, is by being really aware um, and, and tapping into that. Um, you know, dropping down mm-hmm. out of our everyday grocery list checkbook mind. Oh, yeah. The the humdrum of day-to-day living. Yeah. Yeah, and now, that's an energy that a lot of people get trapped in and can't seem to get out of and, and then feel depressed and anxious and all of that. Paul, you're, uh, you've got a degree in engineering. Yeah. And when I see this, when I saw this and I saw that you were a shamanic teacher and practitioner, how did that happen? Well, the you know the my specialty was in biomedical engineering, and my subspecialty was non-invasive diagnostics. So, what I have always wanted to know mm-hmm. is how to see in to what we can't see uh, without messing with the system. You know, I mean, if someone's ill, be able to look in. You know, almost all of Star Trek. Kind of where you can get in and, and, and diagnose yeah. without having to cut somebody open. Um, shamanism is experiential. Y- you go in, you learn the techniques to uh, push your own uh, everyday mind and ego out of the way so that you can get in and, and open the doors of perception and then see what's, what's going on. One eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five is toll free. We're talking to the authors of Seeing in the Dark: Claim Your Own Shamanic Power Now and in the Coming Age. Colleen Dietzman and Paul Bowersox are our guests this hour, and they'll be back with me on the other side of this news break here on the X Zone. Still to come on tonight's show, we're going to be speaking with Douglas James Cottrell. He is in London, Ontario, and he has been called and truly is Canada's Edgar Casey. He's going to be taking your calls and helping you out with your problems on the other side of the midnight hour. And you'll be, you'll have the opportunity of calling up and speaking to Doug 101 by dialing 1-877-528-8255. That's toll free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. At one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five, and then in our final hour tonight, Brian O'Day is joining us. Brian has a, a red hot hit on his hands. He was on Oprah, and he's going to be on CNN this coming Monday. He is a, um, a TV producer. He is a businessman. He's a father, and he's also a good friend. 
That is coming up tonight here on the Exxon, live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I'll be back after the news. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.x. ZBN.net. We're talking to Colleen Dietzman and Paul Bowersock. Here they are the authors of Sing in the Dark. Claim your own shamanic power now and in the coming age. And it is published by our good friends at Red Wheel Wiser. And uh, if you'd like to get a copy of the book, you can go to redwheelwiser.com. Uh, some of the uh, contents of the book include uh, Chapter 1, The Shamanic Path, Chapter 2, Paying Attention, Chapter 3, Journeying the Central Axis and the Three Other Worlds. Chapter 4 is Ceremony and Ritual. Chapter 5, Helping Spirits. And these are just some of the chapters. It's filled with information on how you can develop your very own shamanic powers, or should I say recognize them. And there are, there are, are prayers throughout. And I, I found this one. It's the closing prayer. And I'd like to share it with you, Exo Nation. It's a traditional Navajo prayer. As I walk with beauty, as I walk, as I walk, the universe is walking with me. In beauty it walks before me, in beauty it walks behind me, in beauty it walks below me, in beauty it walks above me. Beauty is on every side. As I walk, I walk with beauty. 
Colleen and Paul, welcome back. Thank you. Thanks. Um, how can practicing shamanic rituals or attaining one's own shamanic power be relevant in, in, in a modern world like we're in today? That's a really good question. A lot of people think that we need to go back to the old ways in order to be shamans or to practice shamanism, mm-hmm. but that's not true at all. The, the world, the modern world, needs shamanism now more than ever um, because shamanism is about connecting with our own soul and all the energies around us and, and the souls of others around us, connecting with the web of life, um, being aware being honest with ourselves, clearing away some of our own personal stuff, um, and, and clearing up the energy pathways so that we can be healthy and, and strong. And so it doesn't matter what we do for a living. Um, you know, we, we can connect with these things. We can even phrase it in different languages, um, really doing journeys and connecting with, with spirit energies is, is the same as prayer. Um, there really aren't many differences when you t- with strip away the cultural um, and semantic kinds of things. It really gets down to the core essence that we are all souls and we are all expressing that energy in whatever it is we do, whether we're a bank teller or a Reiki practitioner or a healer or an engineer or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, how do shamans heal? Where do they get this this knowledge from? Shaman, that one, Colleen, you're, you you are a specialist in this area. Yeah, um, and, and this is this is a really good question, um, and a, and a tough one because it's different in every situation with every different um, healing practitioner. Mm-hmm. There are different energies around us all the time, and a practitioner will tap into the energies appropriate for the particular person who's coming to us or to ourselves if we're being a self-practitioner or to a given situation. And the key is to being aware of those energies all around us all the time. It might be tapping into the oak tree in our backyard. It might be tapping into a vision that we have of a helping spirit. It might be tapping into a crystal that we were drawn to pick up somewhere along the line. But everything is energy, and all of those energies we can use for power and medicine in order to clear energy pathways, get the energy moving, and that's what brings balance and harmony back to a person that creates the wholeness and healing that we're seeking. Colleen, where did your interest in shamanism come from? Well, um, it, it started at a very young age. I grew up in a, in a family that was very nature-oriented. We did a lot of camping and hunting and fishing and things. And I had a lot of visions as a child and a teenager, and I put those aside. I always was very drawn to um, reading every book I could get on Native Americans and mountain men. And then, you know, with college, got married and all kinds of things like normal people do and got caught up in that, and then I became very ill, um, chronic fatigue, immune deficiency, fibromyalgia, asthma, hypoglycemia, hypothyroidism. Uh, essentially, I had a couple of viruses in my body that were attacking my immune system, 
and would move and shapeshift and, and change to different organs and different systems. And, and I was becoming more and more debilitated. And uh, as I began to seek healing for that, because when I was diagnosed, there was nothing known about any of this kind of stuff medically. Um, fortunately, I was told by my physician that there wasn't anything, so go seek it someplace else. And I did, and I began to explore Reiki healing, hypnosis, um, acupuncture, massage, and those kinds of things. And, and lo and behold, uh, shamanism workshop um, presented by Myra Nashowski, who is affiliated with the Foundation for Shamanic Studies, which Michael Harner and Cindy Ingerman were a part of, showed up in my uh, backyard here um, in Lansing, Michigan. And so I was able to begin uh, that, that training with that. And, and it was absolutely miraculous for me. At the time I signed up, I didn't even know if I would be able to finish the weekend training. I was so sick. And within the first oh, half of the day, I was just exuberant. I came home that, that day and ran five miles and got up the next morning and went to the second day of the training and, and that illness is history. That's wonderful. Yeah, it's amazing. Really amazing. Now, this, it, wasn't just, it wasn't just a magic bullet that made it go away. I journey every day. I do the work every day. I connect every day. I move the energy every day. So it's, it's, it's how I live now. But what mm-hmm. it did was change my lifestyle and, and changed everything energetically for me because of that. When you say you connect, who do you connect to? Well, um, it's, it's several fold. Um, first, connecting with yourself. A lot of us are not even connected with our own, our own soul, mm-hmm. our soul self, our inner shaman, our inner healer, our inner wisdom. You know, we're taught to be so um, mental and logical, and we begin to discount those gut feelings that we have. So it's connecting on that level with our own energy and our own soul self, but then also connecting with the other energies around us which can be in nature or they may appear to us as helping spirits, totems, power animals, um, and other people. A lot of healing and the work that we do comes from our connection on a soul level with other people that in in some walks of shamanism, the the terminology for that is agreement, where on a soul-to-soul level you agree to make a new reality happen. This question's for Paul, because I believe with his experience in engineering, this would be an ideal question for you, Paul. How do shamans view the soul? Well, shamans believe that we are souls, Mm -hmm. not that we have souls. Uh, We don't possess, our body does not possess the soul. Indeed, the soul possesses the body for a while. Um, When we're... When we're born, basically, we're, we're cute little uh, souls wrapped in skin. And for the next 14 or 21 years or so, we get downloaded with everything possible under the sun telling us how to act and think and be. And that still small voice of the soul gets, gets covered up. And pretty soon, all of our reactions, our behavioral programs, our education is who we think we are, and we've forgotten that indeed we are souls. So uh, the shamanic job is actually to find a way to move all of that conditioning 
um, all of the trauma, all of the personal history basically out of the way so that the soul indeed can express through the body. And and this is the thing that, that Colleen was actually saying was the healing comes through the soul. The soul is connected out the out the, the back end kind of to the, the great web of life and and we draw on that to to do what we do through agreement, healing, expanded awareness, uh, interconnectedness with others, all of it. Now, is shamanism strictly something that is found in North America, or are there shamans around the world? All around the world. And in fact, um, one of the things that a lot of people think, too, is that shamanism is of ancient or of the old, but there are many countries where shamanism is alive and, and well, and people go to the shaman first um, before they would go to a doctor or anyone else. Um, so it's around the world everywhere, South America. I mean, in fact, the, the, the term shaman comes from the Tungus people in Siberia. Um, there are a lot of Asian shamans. Um, shamanism is huge in Nepal. A lot of people fled Tibet and went into Nepal are shamans there, so um, Mexico is still huge with cures, brujos, curanderos, um, and that's a form of shamanism, so everywhere around the world. Yeah, India, uh, oh, yeah. Most, yeah. most villages have, have their own shamans. Now, can shamans cure diseases like cancer, AIDS, tuberculosis? Uh, yes and no. Um, yes and no. Okay, this this it, is going to be interesting. It is. It, it's one of those things that it's always, always situation and person specific. There are a lot of things involved in in curing or affecting these kinds of things. And first and foremost, it depends on the person who has that illness. Mm -hmm. um, it, it can depend on why that illness is there to begin with what their history is, what their belief system is, what their cultural indoctrination is, um, how willing they are to take responsibility for themselves and do the things that they need to do um, in order to facilitate that healing. Um, so there are a lot of factors involved with um, that. And then as well as, as, you know, I mean, our book is about being able to use these techniques for yourself, but if we're talking about a an individual healing session kind of thing, then we're also talking about the harmony and the agreement and the connection between the practitioner and the client. Um, but we also have to take into account their lifestyle, their family support, their connections. Those kinds of things have, have also a lot to do with whether they experience a, a partial remission or a... Um, I've never seen anyone who hasn't benefited, but I, I can't always guarantee that there's going to be a complete cure, so to speak. How about stress? It's a biggie these days. How can uh, sh uh, you know? How can a shaman help listeners uh, with their stress problems? That's where I see shamanism being the the key thing and and, and most helpful. Most illnesses come from us being too stressed out for way too long, mm -hmm. and our energies get blocked, or we get drained, and we just get bombarded and inundated, um, and the body just can't handle it anymore. And so the shamanic techniques, actually, um, especially the, the journeying technique, 
we're shifting consciousness and going down within our own um, our own mind, our own thinking machinery, down into the slower brain waves where we can begin to relax and not be so uptight and so anxious and so stressed all the time, and we can begin to just accept things as they are and let things flow. And so in my experience, the, the shamanic, um, particularly the journey, really helps just a ton with stress reduction. Just a 15- or 20-minute journey a day is, is similar to really, really, really deep meditation to where the body really relaxes, the energy field loosens mm-hmm. up, and the energy begins to flow again. All right, how can, uh, you know, you talk a lot about awareness in your book, and now how does shamanic awareness differ from ordinary awareness? Well, the the mind is actually divided into several levels, and, and we can simplify that by saying that the, the uppermost level is, is just everyday consciousness, and the mm-hmm. deepest level is the soul level. Right. And... And so um, uh, the awareness, uh, as we move things out of the thinking machinery by addressing uh, personal history, you know, you're talking about people who are ill, uh, people uh, remove the identification of themselves as sick. You know, they try to remove these things from their lives so that they, they indeed can and open it up enough so that the awareness can, can expand within them and, and, and the soul can actually express through the body. Paul, stand by. Colleen, stand by. We have to take our final break. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue speaking about seeing in the dark. I'll be back. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Singing in the Dark is uh, written by our two guests tonight, Colleen Dietzman and Paul Bowersox. It's available at www.redwheelwiser.com. That's www.redwheelwiser.com. And find bookstores everywhere, including Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble. Um, you know, there are many effective healing practices and practitioners out there, yet you're teaching people to do this for themselves. Why? The key really is it comes from within. We all have the ability to heal ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, our, our perfect nature is to be healthy and things come in our lives that, that mess things up. We really don't need someone else to do that. We have the ability to do that ourselves. And a lot of people don't have access to people um, who can help them uh, in the ways that shamanism can help with moving energy um, releasing some of the, the you know past issues and stresses and anxieties and and things like that. So it's really important that we take responsibility for ourselves, our yes. own lives, and our own healing. 
Yeah, I, I understand that, and, and I can appreciate it. But what happens if someone listening or someone buys a book and they decide to try and heal themselves and they end up doing themselves more harm than good? What happens? I've never seen that happen. Um, I, I do see places where people do need help from others. They need that support. They need the jump start. But I've never seen where... Um, Trying to do some things for ourselves actually does does harm. Well, for example, okay, let's say someone is in need of um, an antibiotic, and they decide to try and heal themselves, mm. and an infection flares up, mm. and you know there are there are there are some very negative consequences that happen. Is it possible that a person who is seeking help may try to help themselves and do themselves more harm than good. I think what's really interesting about shamanism is that it is very personal to the person and the situation, and so there's there's always an innate understanding of what needs to happen, and because it's not taking a foreign substance, something that's external, it's working from within and getting the energy moving that that's always of benefit. Okay, but once again, what happens if this is something that is beyond the scope of the person who just buys a book and decides to heal themselves? Well, people have to have a certain degree of discernment. I mean, even the curanderos specialize. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, there are certain curanderos that won't set a bone. You know, they send you to the doctor. Okay. What we're actually saying here is that you don't need to rely necessarily on allopathic medicine or, or specialists uh, for, for certain things, especially preventive and, and maintenance. Guys, I hate to do this, but we've just run out of time. I want to thank you both very much for joining us tonight. Continued success, and we look forward to the next time we meet here in the X-Zone. Thank, thank you very you, much, Rob. Take care, guys. Thank you. When we come back from the news at the top of the hour... Douglas James Cottrell joins us here on the Exxon, live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada.